if you are a conservative living in Tennessee, but you don't know jack squat about what's going on in your state government, even though every time uh, Joe Biden eats a bite of ice cream, you see 50,000 memes about it, you're in the right place. All politics is local. And when you get involved in local politics, your time and your money and your attention goes further. You can engage, you can make a difference, and we're here to help you do that by equipping you with the information that the left-leaning media will not give you and that the rhino Republicans try to hide from you. This is Brandon Lewis. You are tuned in to the Big 7 Weekend Update. This is the most efficient and effective way for you to spend your time so that you can know what's going on in Tennessee without all the BS from folks that get money from Pfizer and Moderna and Coca-Cola and Bud Light and all the woke corporations that hate your values that also fund our Republican Party apparatus. It is a weird world that we live in, but we try to make it plain and straight to you. Please do go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com, hit that subscribe button so that you get our daily e-newsletter. If you aren't getting that puppy, you are out, you're out of the loop. Everybody else will know everything that's going on, and you will be be talking to them and you'll be like, I feel like an idiot. I don't keep up with my state government, but I really should go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com, hit that subscribe button, and follow us on Twitter, Gab, Getter, MeWe, Rumble, and the places that we have not been censored and turned down uh, and cast into utter darkness and oblivion by the the left-leaning big tech giants. First story, we're going to get right into uh, some red flag law stuff and telling you what I can. Uh, the last chance for um, voting and in, uh, voter integrity measures being uh, scuttled by rhinos. Uh, House approving uh, parental consent uh, to keep your kids from having to endure things they shouldn't have to listen or um, hear about in school because they they're not getting the basics done. They certainly don't have time to cram this other uh, woke crap uh, down the throats of our children. Uh, House Speaker Cameron Sexton, we're still trying to figure out where the guy lives. Uh, parental rights. Uh, that may or may not be able to be enacted uh, to push back against some of the nonsense uh, related to the mature minor doctrine. Uh, A bill that would prohibit topics like white privilege and unconscious bias. There's some things going on with that as it relates to our universities and schools. And finally, we may have been able to take uh, the fight for life a little bit further down the road. And that's our good news story. Let's get right into it. Now listen. All this red flag fiasco stuff up in Nashville has been very difficult to report uh, and cover, and this is an intentional uh, process. They would not let the language of the bill be put out in front of the public so that people could have time to review it and discuss it in regular order. Okay, You have people like Jack Johnson caught secretly recorded saying that we should rebrand the red flag laws to call it something else, which is just another way of saying we need to uh, lie to, manipulate, distract from our true intentions as we discuss things that we're going to do. And you shouldn't do that. I mean, just tell your primary voters, if you stand for something, just stand for it. And I know that Jack has to be the, the errand boy for Bill Lee. That's his job. But you know what your first job is? To actually represent your constituents, and Republican GOP primary voters don't want that stuff. You've got uh, folks like Randy McNally, who's on the red flag bandwagon. Um, you got the governor pushing it, just like he pushed to take away constitutional rights during COVID. The guy has a track record of it. does not surprise me. You shouldn't be surprised either. 
it's just all it should just all be done in regular order through the committee system a bill this important should be put out there so here's what we're hearing now after a long day in the legislature waiting for governor lee's red flag legislation sources indicate a special session is imminent now we don't know this they say a special session uh, is imminent, but frankly, I don't think that Lee can get a special session called for this. I don't know that both the House and the Senate would agree to it. They have to. On Thursday, both sides of the Tennessee State General Assembly were in floor session. For the House, it was supposed to be the last day of the session. After Governor Lee's announcement earlier in the week about a 13 pages of legislation, he has proposes, proposed rather that encompasses many aspects of red flag laws. No new proposals were offered on either the floor by the close of business. Our sources inside the Capitol convey that a special session is imminent in order to deal with the proposal made by the governor, a proposal that is being called by conservatives an unconstitutional travesty. It wouldn't be the first one that we endured underneath Governor Lee. Included in the legislation is a list of 10 SSRI medications or selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors that can be used as indicators by anyone with the authority as a reason to issue an extreme response uh, protection order and trigger confiscation of that person's firearms. Based on recent data, about 30% of Americans take this class of medication for ailments such as migraines and insomnia, not to mention the stigma that will be attached to anyone who takes these medications for mental health disorders. About 30% of Americans take this class of medication for migraines and insomnia? That's a lot of people. Are we sure about that? Jason, run that down. In spite of an anxious public waiting to see if our General Assembly is actually going to go through with this unconstitutional move against law-abiding gun owners, rather, it seems lawmakers will likely deal with the issue in a special session in lieu of trying to rush anything in at the end of this session. We don't know. There's your slide. Look at it for a moment because we're moving on to the next one. <laughs> can't get good help around here. We just can't. Next story, Tennessee's last chance for passage of meaningful voter integrity legislation this session killed by rhinos in committee, Gary Hicks. Same guy that gaveled down uh, the law without any discussion or a vote uh, that was brought up uh, to prevent the Chinese Communist Party from buying land uh, in Tennessee. This guy, Representative Gary Hicks, has a terrible record. He is not conservative. Here's one that you need to watch out for. HB 0835 would have required the coordinator of elections to compare the statewide voter registration database with those of other relevant state agencies and counties uh, for the records of purging voters who have moved and required the coordinator of elections to compare the statewide voter registration database with the uh, Department of Safety database to ensure non-U.S. citizens are not registered to vote in this state. Seems like a pretty good, reasonable idea. Representative Brian Ritchie conveyed to us that his bill was hijacked without consent and taken off notice for the remainder of the session. He was told he can revive the effort next session, but Tennesseans will have to wait until early next year to see if any action accomplished uh, by Ritchie uh, will go through. Ritchie says, Finance, Ways, and Means decided to take my election integrity bill off notice even after having a conversation that the amendment would remove the fiscal note. The chair, Representative Gary Hicks, decided to push this bill to next year. The move weakens our election integrity and uh, that was uh, in place up until last year. In this session, establishment Republican members of the General Assembly have failed to pass and even actively moved against uh, any election integrity efforts. I'm telling you, deaf ears up there. Deaf ears. School choice, illegal immigration. 
uh, election integrity, closing the primaries. The reason they're deaf, dumb, and blind to your request is because, drum roll please, they're not Republicans. At least how me and you think about it, and how most Republican primary voters think. They're old Southern Democrats that are addicted to corporate welfare money, and that's what runs the show up there. Guys, listen. You need to turn tune in to Steve Abramowitz's show, The Mill Creek View Podcast. Had a great uh, interview recently with our AG Scrimetti. Thought it was pretty well done. Uh, they recently had a standout uh, interview with Grammy-nominated non- singer-songwriter Holly Lamar. And you can find Mill Creek View Podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Just type in Mill Creek View Podcast Tennessee and listen to it. There are newsmakers on there that are involved in uh, Tennessee politics that the left-leaning corporate media will not give the light of day, but Steve interviews them and brings that information to you. And for those of you who have an interest in things that happen outside of the borders of Tennessee, which Brandon Lewis, frankly, does not very much um, because I can't do anything about it, he also has guests uh, with that type of information uh, that cover a, a wide variety of things that have to do with culture and politics, all from a conservative angle. So do go to Mill Creek View Podcast Tennessee, download and subscribe to that, and occasionally even Brandon Lewis is on there. Let's move on to the next story. House approves bill requiring parental consent for sexual orientation, gender identity curriculum, club participation in public schools this week. Thank God. Let's read it. What does it do? House Bill 727, sponsor Representative Monty Frentz, described the four main objectives of the bill. Parents would have access to all surveys and evaluations and would provide informed written consent before minor students would be allowed to participate. I wonder, I wonder how the government schools send out that, uh, send out that uh, permission slip. We would like to confuse your kid about what kind of sex they are and maybe teach them a bunch of different ways to get engaged in risky premarital sex. And uh, we're going to try to see if we can put them in some clubs uh, that are probably completely against your value. Could you sign off on this? Second thing that would happen is parents would provide written informed consent for all programs uh, from coordinated school health with the exception of vision, hearing, dental, and blood pressure screening. Uh, Believe it or not, the old uh, visual screens, they did some of those uh, when I was in school, and that's where I determined, uh, or they determined rather, that I could not see out of my left eye, that I had an optic nerve issue, meaning I can see but it doesn't focus, like there's a processing issue. As you probably discovered, there's something wrong with my brain, which most people would probably tell you anyway. Um, and so they found that. Now, my mother was supposed to put a patch on my eye, and maybe I would have turned into a pirate had she done that, uh, to correct it. But apparently I was too rascally and didn't want to wear it, and she forgot about it. And so therefore, if you're ever standing on, on my left side and you wave around your hands and I don't notice it, that's why. On to the next story, as if you care. Uh, parents would provide uh, written informed consent for any gender identity or sexual orientation curriculum, and students' grades would not be penalized for not participating in those topics. Parents would provide written consent before students were allowed to participate in clubs or activities. Perfect. Again, I'm going to just keep saying this until it sticks. The fact that we have to pass laws like this and to ban CRT in our schools and we have to create third-grade retention laws and then backtrack on them. 
and we just continue to constantly pour more and more money into these things. It's bad. It's bad. That it just having to pass laws like this tells you what's actually going on in the schools and why, in many cases, they are not the best, and they certainly aren't the safest place for our kids. Several Democrats spoke in opposition to the legislation, claiming it was trying to censor education and that it was giving appearances uh, that talking about sexuality is wrong. In response to one such remark, Fritz responded that the bill is written on the foundation that God gave children to the parents, not the state of Tennessee, and it is the parents' incumbent responsibility to play an active role in their education. Representative Gloria Johnson stated that she felt it would be easier for teachers in schools to track parents who opt out than to have to require an opt-in from every parent. Fritz responded, the path of ease is not the path of excellence. Well, that's a good quote there, Monty. The bill was ultimately passed with 72 votes in favor, 24 against. No Republican representatives voted against the bill. It's good news. Good news. See, we got some good news here, but the bad news is the fact that we have to do it and that I'm sure liberal teachers will try everything they can do and administrators to work around it. And we're not very good at, at, at holding the school systems or the teachers or the universities accountable to actually following the law. Like We don't police it like we should, and there's no point in passing laws if you're not going to police it and enforce them. Next story, Tennessee Speaker Cameron Sexton, who's been having a rough time of it. Uh, <laughs> he's been having a rough time of it. Uh, we're trying to figure out where he lives. Tennessee House Speaker Cameron Sexton is under fire for possibly violating election laws outlined in Tennessee Code. Sexton has been accused of not actually living in Crossville as a representative for District 25, but instead residing in Nashville full-time. If these accusations are true, Sexton could be illegally representing Crossville. If people think these allegations are true, surely they can find one Democrat who hates Cameron Sexton in Crossville to lock lodge a complaint. I mean, it seems like that would have already happened. The Tennessee state constitution states that each district shall be represented by a qualified voter of that district. Sexton uh, could also be in violation of Tennessee's elections laws regarding determination of residency outlined in the Tennessee Code, stating there can only be one residence. The purchase of property in Nashville does not automatically mean Sexton and his family are taking up residence outside the district, but the speaker's youngest child is currently enrolled year-round in a Nashville school. Cameron Sexton recently just voted against school choice. I guess it's because he can afford it for his own kid. Why isn't she in Crossville Public Schools, Mr. Sexton? Why wouldn't she be in Nashville Public Schools? I think we know the answer. It's because they suck. At least in your opinion. And this is the show you run. You're in charge in a large proportion of the education system. Not good enough for your kids, but it's good enough for the taxpayers. Typical. Again, this information does not contrast well with Tennessee Code, which says the place where a married person's spouse and family have their habitation is presumed to be that person's place of residence. Per diem reports show that he claimed higher mileage rates in years past, but in 2023 has only collected reimbursement dollars for the 12-mile round trip to the capital from his Nashville home. All right, guys. Boy, oh boy. I think we have, we have earned our keep this session with our coverage on what's gone on in the legislature and sometimes more importantly what hasn't. I'm going to let y'all off easy this week. You know our address. Tennessee Conservative, 1523 East 27th Street, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37404. 
you know the URL, tennesseeconservativenews.com support. If one day you turn around and we're not here and you don't know what the hell's going on and no one else, after watching our efforts, decided that it would be worth doing this again because God knows as well as they did and as hard as he pushed, if they couldn't make it, there's no way this thing will be around. If you're not giving and participating, you will know why. We need your help. Please do go there and donate. And when you do, if you give any amount, any amount whatsoever, we will send you this Stop Feeding the Rhinos bumper sticker. Gosh, we need that more than ever. We will send you this Don't California My Tennessee bumper sticker. I have found that most people moving here from California are more conservative than, the, than many Tennesseans that actually live here because they've watched their state be ruined, be ruined, and they are afraid it is happening here, and it is a slow creep, and most of the creep is coming from the Republicans. Oh, goodness. And we will send you this directory of officials that is updated so that you can call them and say, we don't want your red flag laws, and we are paying attention to what you're doing. Now, if you give $50 or more, or if you give a $10 recurring donation or more, we will give you this Stop Feeding the Rhinos. This is pretty darn new. Stop Feeding the Rhinos Tumblr. And this uh, this particular apparatus um, is imbued with specific truth-telling capabilities and uh, inducements. So if you give this to a liberal, and if they drink from it, they they are automatically stopped from lying, at least while the liquid is digesting. And so it has magical truth-telling powers. Uh, you need to take this to your next family gathering when your liberal uncle is talking about a bunch of nonsense. Uh, you can give that to him, and he will immediately have to speak the truth. And we also have this proud Tennessee conservative koozie. And uh, you could wear this on the House floor, like some of the Democrats do. I wrote a poem called The Last Massacre. You should look look it up and read it. I thought it was pretty clever. All right, guys. That's it. I'm not going to wrangle you too much. I'm tired of begging. You know, tired of begging. Next story. Parental rights bill that counteracts Tennessee's mature minor doctrine passed the House yesterday in a 74-25 to split vote almost entirely along party lines and now heads to the governor's desk. Two Republicans, Representative John Gillespie and Sam Whitson, terrible, voted against requiring parents to give permission before a minor can be administered a vaccine, and one Democrat representative, uh, Joe Towns Jr., broke ranks to vote for parents' rights. Hmm. Interesting. So John Gillespie and Sam Whitson think that parents shouldn't be informed before their kids are injected with stuff. It's a very interesting take, Sam. Very interesting, John. Maybe you should put that on a postcard next time you run for office, see how it goes over with your constituents. House Bill 1380 and Senate counterpart SB 1111 now head to the governor's desk, having passed the Senate floor 21 to 6 on April 10th. In that vote, two Republicans were present but did not vote. Senators Becky Massey and Ken Yeager. Senator Richard Briggs voted against this bill along with five Democrats. That doesn't surprise me. Medical establishment all the way, baby. That's Yeager and uh, Briggs. Next story. A bill to prohibit certain woke topics from being taught in, to college kids heads to Lee's desk to be signed into law. If it will be enforced, it, it would be unique. I'd like to see it. I don't, I don't know if somebody, maybe I've missed it. Maybe we've even reported on it and I forgot about it. But if you have know of, have heard of, any enforcement efforts to actually root this stuff out of the schools when it is still present, let me know. I'd like to see. Last will 
last will, last week, a bill that will prohibit topics such as white privilege or unconscious bias, unconscious bias. Man, the Democrats that tricked other Democrats and idiotic white folks into this are very clever. Unconscious bias. Boy, when something's unconscious, I guess you can teach it no matter what, right? You don't think it? Well, you do think it. Well, if you do think it, you definitely think it. And if you don't think it, you certainly think it. Well, it's, it's like global, they change global warming to just climate change, right? It's just if it changes. If it changes, it's your fault. It's very it's hilarious. It's a good way to position an argument because it, it can't be refuted. It just becomes some kind of like cult thing. White privilege or unconscious bias from being integrated into public university curriculums across the state of Tennessee head to Governor Bill Lee's desk to be signed into law. Companion bills sponsored by Representative John Reagan and Senator Joey Hensley are intended to keep what the law now calls divisive concepts out of college course curriculum so students can experience a true diversity of intellectual thought. The definition of what the law considers a divisive concept is essentially sorting people based on their immutable characteristics like race, gender, or biological sex into groups of what some classes uh, and materials characterize as subordinate or dominant groups. The implication is that those who are part of the dominant group will always have opportunities and special treatment as compared to those of a subordinate group. It is also implied that the subordinate group will uh, never have equal treatment to the dominant group, regardless of other possible circumstances like socioeconomic status. Basically, these concepts put people into concept into categories rather of victim and oppressor due to characteristics they were born with and cannot change, minimalizing a person's value or potential down the road. Now listen. Number one, <clears throat> having coached business owners for almost a decade and working with politicians when I used to run campaigns and do fundraising and other things, I have never found anybody of any skin color uh, who, if they applied themselves and did the things that were necessary in order to get certain results, because inputs equal outputs, I've never seen them fail. I, I've just never seen them fail. You do the work, you do the stuff, you come out better on the other end. As I mentioned before, I grew up in a house, uh, very poor, dad couldn't read or write, no air conditioning, one sink in the kitchen that belched old red well water. I mean, we were poor, 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 poor. I mean, we were so poor that even in a rural poor school, people looked over at us and said, wow, they were poor. That's the, the poorest kid in a poor school. I would have hated it uh, if someone had told me when I was young that because of my poverty or my ethnic background, I'm a, I'm a quarter Indian, right? Okay, if you're a quarter Indian, I mean, what, a, what an abused class of people. Um, you can't make it anywhere and that everybody's out to get you, and if something happens to you that's negative, it's somebody else's fault. I would hate to think that somebody would give a young man in that position, regardless of their skin color, that kind of advice. Are you trying to inoculate somebody against success? Are you trying to rob them of the only thing that could get them out of that position, which is their own motivation and determination and a promise that they can do better if they apply themselves. I understand that the left and the devil uh, want to reinstitute racism and call it a different name. It, it's an age-old it's an age-old sin. 
so it's not it, it doesn't surprise me that that they're using it. The thing that kills me the most is that the white elites that push this stuff in particular are doing so much harm to the people they purport to want to help. And they're clubbing people over the head that don't know any better, that want to go along to get along, uh, to be ashamed of who they are, as if you get to pick your parents or your skin color. This stuff is just evil to the core. And if people want to defend it, I mean, that's up to them. And maybe they're just blinded and tribal. But I hope they do root this stuff out of the schools. They're already overpriced, and they already under-deliver, and they do take kids in, in one way and turn them into, in often cases, after four years, into a bunch of brainwashed people uh, who are encumbered with debt, and they do it with our tax dollars. And this is the kind, again, it goes back to the fact that our public school systems, both secondary and elementary and high school and all the way through, are so corrupt we have to do stuff like this which is a good indication that government just needs to get out of the education business altogether and give people their money back. On with the story. Basically, these concepts put people into categories of victim and oppressor. In recent years, these concepts have crept into college classrooms at an alarming rate and have turned higher education into what many consider indoctrination camps instead of places where you can have an open discussion of all ideas. Got some good news here, people. On April 17th, Governor Lee signed legislation aimed at preventing local governments from spending taxpayer dollars to assist individuals in getting abortions. House Bill 90, sponsored by Representative Deborah Moody, and Senate Bill 600, sponsored by Senator Joey Hensley, prevents any city, county, or metropolitan government like Nashville from sending taxpayer dollars for the purposes of directly or indirectly assisting a person in obtaining an abortion. This applies to in-state and out-of-state abortions. Now that the bill has been signed by Governor Lee, it will be uh, assigned a public chapter number and will be placed into the Tennessee Code of Law. Good news. we got a couple of good bills out there. Now if we can enforce them, it'd be good. I'm ready for these lawmakers to go the hell home. Go home. We know you're not going to do most of the conservative stuff that conservatives wanted especially anything that would go go against or dry up the corporate PAC money or make the lobbyists mad up there. So we might as well just go home before we take away any constitutional rights of Tennesseans or embroil ourselves in any more sex scandals <laughs> or uh, residency scandals or social media scandals. Good grief. This is what we got, boys and girls. Whew. Tired. Tired of reporting on this stuff. Give it a rest. So what's going on this weekend? Well, tonight, or today even, I got some more work to do here, and I'm going to go look at some uh, rental space. You may have to start sending your checks somewhere different. Uh, I've been in a building for a long time down here in the ghetto uh, off of Rossville Boulevard in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And I have found in my parking lot syringes, gun shells, stolen vehicles. I think three. We, we've found three stolen vehicles. One was a motorcycle uh, and two were cars. 
And I find occasionally that people are sleeping on my property out here. And, of course, Tim Kelly uh, has made our city a regional magnet for homelessness, which is not really homelessness. It's just people that, like, like me, like to go camping. But they like to camp in an urban setting instead of a rural setting or a primitive setting because it's easier to get access to finances and panhandling and drugs. And so, uh, because there seems to be some kind of weird obsession on the lefts of like just completely ignoring any interests uh, of the taxpayers to just let people lounge on the sidewalks and accumulate trash everywhere, I'm going to try to get out of this neck of the woods. And there's some other financial considerations. Uh, so I've got to go look at office space, and we may need to re relocate the Tennessee Conservative offices. Um, this evening, I'm going to pack because I'm going to uh, a comic book convention <laughs> in Huntsville. Comic-Con, I guess it's pop culture stuff too. My best friend Tommy and I uh, used to go to uh, a convention down in Atlanta called DragonCon. Because uh, I was really into comic books when I was in high school. And I, I still love the cartoons and things of that nature. I think it was like one of the few times in my life growing up that it, watching cartoons, I didn't have to think about things. It wasn't stressful. Nobody was yelling at me. I was just happy, right? So I think now, even though I'm older, when I watch cartoons, I'm like, oh, this is peaceful. You don't have to think about this real hard. This is all fake. This is a nice little adventure story. It wraps up in 22 minutes. This is fantastic. And so even though I don't know anything that's going on in pop culture, and I have not kept up with anything hardly since about 1998, it's something that Tommy and I do just for fun. It's like going to flea markets. I go to flea markets. Me and him go to flea markets, and we goof off. I don't ever buy anything. But it's just something to go do. We just go mill around and look at stuff, and we eat and grab a beer and catch up and all that stuff. So I'm going to go do that. And... Uh, it's in Huntsville, and I have got a, a, a dear friend named Mizell, uh, who was friends with my father, uh, who's getting on up in years, and who is the mother of one of my very best and longest friends, Corey. And so I'm going to stop by and see her. I think she is in a facility of some sort over there uh, because her health is deteriorated, and she just really needed pretty much 24-7 care. And so I'm going to stop by and say hey to her and bring her some flowers and hang out with her for a little while, and then I'm going to hot-foot it back to the house to hang out with the kids this weekend so that's what i got going on and i also just booked a camping trip in august i got one going on in july didn't get to do any camping last year because of the house moving into the house takes up too much time it's too much aggravation building it it's even worse so that's what's going on with me what's going on with you email me let me know brandon at tennesseeconservativenews.com always do love hearing your comments your prayers um i had a great time by the way, uh, before we close out here, uh, speaking to the Tennessee Republican Assembly in Nashville, uh, when was that? I think it was this last weekend, Saturday, and I went uh, down to the Wilson County Fairgrounds, and I got to take a look at uh, where we're going to have the Tennessee Freedom Summit, which will be July 21st and 22nd, so go ahead and mark your calendars. I'm going to try to get some stuff out on that quickly. It's coming up on us, right? Got to get moving on it. Guys, I appreciate you. I appreciate your support. Uh, every day when I come in here and I look through the mail and I see a handful of checks and when we look uh, at the donations that come in, it's not a lot, but it's enough to keep us float. 
And for that, I'm very thankful. Thank you for all of you who contribute, who send us information, who write op-eds. We're, we're, I, feel, I feel like we're like the, uh, uh, what is it, the resistance in Star Wars. <laughs> it's like we got this huge Death Star up in, uh, up in Nashville. Right, and we got Bill Lee. I guess he'd be like Darth Vader, probably. Uh, Randy McNally would be the Emperor. <laughs> oh, at any rate. Uh, and so you got me. I guess I'd be like Baby Yoda. And then we got a bunch of uh, folks like you out there who are our uh, little rebellion force. And uh, you are the resistance, and we're doing what we can, and we've got to stick together if we're going to keep this thing headed in the right direction. Thank you, all of you. I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Um, I hope everything's going all right with you. Uh, pray our state's going to turn a corner in the Republican Party and that we realize what we need to do uh, as conservatives to be efficient and effective in shaping policy instead of simply being informed. Informed is great, uh, but you have to take uh, action consistently and regularly with time and money once you're informed or or it's just really not even helpful to be informed it probably just makes you miserable so let's let's pray that we can continue to move in that direction and give me some wisdom um as i've often said guys i am not a journalist i don't know anything the first damn thing about it i'll freely admit it i'm a conservative citizen journalist i'm reluctantly a journalist and I just want to try my best to just tell you what has been said and what's going on. And you got to deal with it however you want to. And so uh, we do our best. It's not always perfect, but I hope that you find it helpful, and I hope you find it uh, unique and valuable. All right, I've rambled on enough. I have rambled on enough. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, thank you for your kind words and emails. I hope you have a great weekend. Until next week, I'm Brandon Lewis with the Tennessee Conservative News signing off. Take care, guys.